Hey everybody, welcome to the new episode of Sapient. Today we are having a special guest. His name is Mr. Rory. Uh, Mr. Rory, could you please introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Rory Lemon and I am a holistic health coach and osteopath. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, for those people, you know, who are not really familiar with, um, you know, the kind of work that you do, could you just briefly explain, you know, what you do on a daily basis as a professional? For sure. Yeah. So, um, coaching really is about helping someone to achieve what they want to achieve in life. Um, and it could be a skill that they want to achieve or, um, or just getting out of their own emotional patterns from before and moving into a new space. So a new, a new way of doing things, a new way of thinking, a new way of feeling. And so with health, there's a lot of different factors, but I, 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 I focus on how, I, how I've come about um, managing my own emotional health and mental fitness. So I, I love the, the way we can access health through understanding how our mind works and how uh, that and how our emotions are what what why why what and why our emotions are doing so that we can so people can really um be aware as soon as we're more aware able to um, you know build on more healthy habits and notice when we are doing unhealthy habits mm-hmm. achieve better health through understanding the mind going through into the mind and the emotions and then connecting to the body so that's what so i'm interested in <laughs> yeah got it so essentially you're trying to uh, you know say that you know the mind is the door to a very healthy life right yes yes definitely okay i mean i have grossly you know summarized it um yeah but uh, you know, could you just uh, help us, you know, understand how we can achieve that on a regular basis? Sure. So, um, I, what I've noticed about where I was, where I came from, is uh, patterns thinking. I, from coming out of school and my school results, thought, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not a, I'm not an academic person. I'm an, I'm more of an artistic person, and so. Okay me that my my own belief about that mm-hmm. was extremely um keeping me where i believed i was so that actually underneath that was a resentment that about um being a type of intelligent that the system only believes in one way of being intelligent and and, and i felt like i was intelligent but wasn't able to express that at school so therefore i felt like not good enough and not smart enough and misunderstood and so i went through life feeling resentment and feeling misunderstood i didn't realize i was dyslexic until i was 33 when i started to work on studying my masters in osteopathy and Mm -hmm. the reason why i'm saying all of this is because it really Mm -hmm. all the way through my 20s and some of my 30s mm-hmm. i yeah was not really being able i wasn't able to achieve what i what i'm achieving now it's taken me this long to understand the patterns of thought telling us things that we're not 
a lot of the time. What it can that can happen quite a lot unless we become aware and become and work on mental fitness. So on a daily on a daily basis, I I I, bec- I become aware of my thoughts. I listen to my thoughts. I use different types mm-hmm. of tools and techniques to um, relax and listen and tap into my what's what the the, the mind is finds it is funny the mind is funny because it it feels like it's just one thing we're thinking about different types of thoughts but actually some of them are really useful and some of them are not useful at all and some of these are, are negative patterns and so i catch them myself this uh-huh. is what the work i do on myself is to catch those patterns and then self-command myself clarity calm down any emotions that are, are getting caused by the thoughts then move mm-hmm. into new story what new reality do i want and what how, mm-hmm. how what do i want to achieve and then i'm able to stay in my vision of what i truly want future vision of myself it's looking at past negative past problems okay, self-commanding and then moving into what i really want to be getting done and that motivate that creates motivation mm-hmm. and um you know how early of you know when you when you were a child you know at what age did you really realize you know that you know you were you were different or you know uh, you were different uh, when you compared to the normal norms of the yeah, society um guess i just believed i was different because i had the had an awareness that everyone is different <laughs> in some ways but what i like about it is that, uh-huh. that we can notice i can notice what's commonly useful cross Mhm people across humans what can we test out what commonly can work and then we also look at what is unique about the person i believe that mm-hmm. had what i call unique learning ability not a dysfunctional pattern of thinking i just i just basically tapped into playing guitar it kept me feeling safe and i got to develop my skill and i didn't have to talk that much i could just play guitar and so i didn't practice talking yeah and i didn't, didn't but i did practice music and so i became a very good listener i recognized myself as being a very good listener and i'm only just learning how to communicate verbally and talk my story that's why i'm i'm here to talk about it to you <laughs> got it so um you know once you recognize that you're different you know you you did really invest in taking the first steps right Uh, you know which was voluntary steps you know to learn guitar and you know to express yourself in some form of way okay so um you know once you started doing that you know uh, how early or how late did you see results you know where like you you really got into habit of you know expressing yourself when when did that are you saying did you say do you mean when i when i really know i started to shine more yes yes correct when you came into your yeah, own so character more felt came into my character more um when i was able to start performing guitar bands i got glimpses mm-hmm. of i love to do and i was able to express that my own way um, however got it was when it when it first started when i really really thought oh this is something that really lights me up and expressing myself in the way i want to um then at various points going forwards there are points where i've 
we, we I, I came across challenges, mental health challenges, because I wasn't expressing myself verbally mm-hmm. through my voice. So I didn't know how to ask for help. I didn't know how to Got it. Um, talk through it. And, um, and that, that uh-huh. caused challenge and then almost illness. I, I recovered through natural healing methods. I wanted to help others with that. I thought, wow, that's, in, that's amazing. So I became a massage therapist at that point. So then I became, um, in, becoming a massage therapist allowed me to develop that skill. And then, then when I was de- developing that skill, um, I felt like I came into my character more. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying really is that I feel that at different stages in life, we go through challenges that can feel bad. But they're an opportunity mm-hmm. to... Um, see what's going on for that, see where, where we need support, have the support better, then, mm-hmm. then, we, then, we, then that shapes our character even further. There's been multiple times in my life where I studied a skill based on wanting to do something and I had the dedication and the motivation and the commitment to doing it because that's what I wanted to do, essentially learning how to learn. Mm-hmm. Learn how to learn. So what I wanted to pick something. When I had the motivation to do it, I would do it. And then something comes along in life where it's yeah. like I can't carry on doing what I'm doing. I have to learn an, another life skill in order to maintain being on form, in, you know, performing well and interacting well with the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So at what age, you know, did you really, um, you know, like get stuck on this idea of, you know, uh, I want to help people? And, you know, I want to help people. In that was when I was 24. Like when I was 20, I, I, I got, got, um, mm-hmm. had a period of psychosis uh, by, I couldn't, I was so paranoid and I couldn't talk about my issues very well. And I had reflexology and for 14 weeks, which is a foot treatment, 14 weeks, and I became better enough to be able to go back to being who I thought I was at the time. And so, and so mm-hmm. that was when I was 24, I, I started to work with massage and then was years, nine years later, 10, 10 mm-hmm. years later, uh, nine years later. Yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah. So um, I became an osteopath. I, I couldn't carry on doing just the massage anymore. I wanted to become more technically good at what I did and not burn out physically doing physical treatment. I hope that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Got it. Um, so, yeah, um, I have, you know, like a few more, um, you know, like different questions uh, apart from, you know, profession. Um, you know, like uh, when you were, when you were a kid, right? And when you compare that time to today's world, do you think that, you know, the general attitude towards, uh, you know, these kinds of issues Condition, have Which conditions? Better? No, uh, you know, similar types of issues that, you know, Oh, I today. see. That's a really good question. Yeah. Um, I've, I've thought about this recently. I actually, uh, this morning, in fact, it popped up. That I thought that the modern world is obviously changed a lot since I was even, even a kid the internet and mm-hmm. options and more and more information coming at us if we choose to let it come at us so children mm-hmm. today i feel I, I i you know i don't know what it's like to be a 
kid today, such at that age, or any of those mm-hmm. ages. But what I can imagine, all I can imagine is that the, the human mind still goes through the same challenges. And that's been, that's been um, you know, looked at in science, but also from my own mm-hmm. personal understanding. And, and so understanding how the mind works is still going to be addressing those issues. And I would imagine that it's important that there's a system that doesn't necessarily share information. This is is exactly why we do these podcasts and talking about it and raising awareness of this stuff because it's it's all about being able to understand more about how to manage ourselves because the system doesn't necessarily give information like this that can help. So it's a, a bit of a long way round of saying that I can, I can only imagine that it, there's different challenges for children mm-hmm. these days, but it's, it's also some stuff that can really help generally with, with our minds as humans. So I know that there's courses that help children with their mental fitness. It's only just kind of starting to come about, but um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. So, um, you know, you're essentially saying that, you know, today's kids have far more uh, better access to tools and, you know, like uh, treatments than uh, yeah, you had I, in I, your childhood. Yeah, right? I mean, you know, I, yeah, what I, did, I wasn't even recognized as dyslexic. So the, there's, there's more known about the, how the brain works. Mm-hmm. Sure. Whether that information is, is, it, um, yeah. is translated into the schools or not is another another thing you know mm-hmm. so yeah it's almost like uh, people back then even failed to acknowledge these kind of issues existed you know where uh today we do have um you know i think enough mechanisms and you know be uh, awareness with you know just common folk mm. that you know they're able to recognize these kind of issues and as i like to think of it there's only so much we can go around thinking about the issues and that's where my ideas around functionality come in. Osteopathy is about looking for where the function is in the body, mm-hmm. manual treatment. Also with the health coaching, it's also to find out, yes, there might be some mm-hmm. negative patterns going on, but we also have to look at what someone really wants to achieve. Otherwise, they can't focus on it. Focusing on how to win in a situation, focusing on what works so important you know, because someone someone can get diagnosed with a health condition or a mental, uh, you know, or a or a neurodivergent condition. Neurodivergent meaning things like ADHD, autism, mm-hmm. dyslexia, um, Tourette's, bipolar, OCD, all of those kind of recognizable patterns in our brains. Uh, in brains, that's a sort of neurological. Pattern. And then you might have a health condition that's more like diabetes or heart condition, and that's a physical recognized condition. And so understanding these two points and their reference yes. points, but if you just focus on the problem, what happens is it doesn't allow to see what's possible to change. Can't say we can cure or fix things for sure, but what we can do is know what to where to look at the positive angles on it and look at the strengths so for looking at the strengths of say for instance me my strengths are are able to i'm able to see patterns in things Mm -hmm. very easily because i've 
I've got used to listening and looking and observing okay. without trying to focus on the problem um, as such. So I see where things might work, might work, might interact. I see a lot of patterns in things. That's what typically a lot of dyslexics are good at doing. Um, and so, mm-hmm. so yeah, focusing on the functionality is so important because when someone can come out of fun, um focusing on the weaknesses that in themselves focus on the strengths and then once they feel strong enough they could look Mm -hmm. back look at the weaknesses and then start to train those so for instance here's a good example i when i was studying masters and i I insisted on the test because it didn't come up on the basic test as as um it didn't come up as very what's the word uh, it became as very mild, and they said, "Oh, a, you know, a neurotypical person can be come up as mild on a bad mm-hmm. day, so we don't want to give you the full test dyslexia." And I insisted twice until I got it. Then, when I was, it was it came through, and, and then mm-hmm. now again, then I then I had basically mentorship, you know, mentoring, dyslexia support, laptop that I could speak into like that and 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 i was i was suggested i could look at look at speed reading as soon as i knew how because i was studying that i knew because i was studying how the brain worked for uh, the the osteopathy i saw how mine was different at the same time it was really interesting to see what a normal brain function is doing and then where i where my my, my peaks and troughs were my strengths and weaknesses or whatever you want to call them uh were and then I went, okay, right, I can look at how to speed read. I relax. Speed reading is all about relaxing and just letting the brain observe what's there, which is exactly what I would do for music or anything else. So I started to be able to not get tired by words and I was able to read. Uh, I can read now. I, don't, I, can get, I can get tired if it's a lot to read or if it's new information. Um, if someone's speaking a lot to me and it's new information mm-hmm. or... Oh, there's cert- there's certain things that haven't shifted as much, but I don't I can I can now read and write really really fine. That's the, yeah. So got it. So so uh, you know like you were you were your own you know test subject right in terms of understanding how a brain works. Okay. Uh, At so, that point, uh, I was uh, yeah yeah. Own, I studied osteopathy, osteopathy and then right mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, you know, could you just help us? Understand. Yeah. So, what does a, well, on, no, osteopathy is a osteopathy system do? of healthcare that looks at the body holistically and is all about manual treatment. It's basically manual. It's still like going for a, an advanced massage, a bit like physiotherapy and chiropractic. It's got a more of a holistic understanding of the body. So that again, looking at what's mm-hmm. functional, seeing what's possible to make better. Um. And, and it it's that's what that's what it's, it's like a body you could say it's a body mechanic uh, or it's um, functional functional healthcare and it's all about communication and, and the philosophies behind how the how the body maintains itself. Mm-hmm. Got it. So um, you know, like of course, there are criticisms about osteopathy. You know, in general. Uh, you know that have been part of discussion of osteopathy. You know, for a long time, right? It was, um, come up. 
Yeah, I mean, there's always um, there's, there's always ways yes, to yeah. question things. That's actually what osteopathy is. We don't necessarily see the background of what osteopathy is. They only see what it is when you go to see someone. There's a problem in. So what goes on in the background is a, a, mm-hmm. a very rigorous scientific base to it. And but at the same time, science can't necessarily say what is possible and what isn't for individuals and health conditions. Health is very complex, so it can often get criticised potentially by it not working. For instance, when it when it's when it tries to, but everyone, you know, even the even a relationship between a practitioner and a patient can either work or not. You know, someone might be just not understanding that personality, mm-hmm. the way that someone describes something. It's, and each osteopath is, um, can specialise in particular areas. Mm-hmm. So it's all about finding the osteopath that you prefer, for instance, that, you, mm-hmm. that works for you. Um, it's a lot more fluid than it is mm-hmm. solid in terms of rigorousness so some people don't like that they want you know to know that they go to the car take their car to the mechanic and they get told exactly what's wrong with it and then they get the part replaced that's not the same as health um whereas when, when you go to see a doctor they have the science but only fit to have a one mm-hmm. um, a western science western medicine you know goes okay you've got this this is what we do generically that doesn't necessarily work for everyone either. So, so it's always about questioning and making sure mm-hmm. and finding what works again. So that's what that's what I love about yes. um, osteopathy is that actually mm-hmm. is it's dynamic and it's useful in that way. But at the same time, can take some time to do for it to for 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 a sort of um, for results or should to say improvements to to show sometimes sometimes you get you know really marked improvement very quickly and sometimes it's slower depending on the person and it's always about depending on the person got it uh-huh. so you know earlier you said that um you know like yes. there are multiple schools of thoughts in terms of how we can treat a patient in osteopathy right so my question now is you know let's uh let's say a patient is looking to get uh you know treated with um you know, using osteo- you know, osteopathic treatment. So um, how do they go about generally osteopathy the doctor because they're standardized you know, schools of thought? So it's always useful to go to one. Just if you don't know, or you could you can ask someone who does, or you can ask an osteopath, recommend and mention and, uh, and mention what's going on and see whether they are the kind of person because they're going to be open to find they want the best result for the person just to not just to treat randomly <laughs> so so it's always about asking for the mm-hmm. support that's necessary and, um, so that's what i would suggest and um yeah yeah okay so uh-huh. so approaching uh, just approaching uh yeah, so an osteopath know, or someone that's been person, to an osteopath, you know, who understands osteopathy getting, getting some you know re- researching seeing what's online about osteopathy and the type and the person yes osteopaths that are online you know they they explain on their websites what mm-hmm. they do and whether it's more standard work or whether it, there's there's usually a standard work that's basic and then there's more mm-hmm. specialisms like um pregnancy or um even 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 horses <laughs> got it yeah i have um i think i may have seen 
um not osteopathy but i might have seen few chiropractic videos uh, you know where they are uh, treating animals and they're helping animals with you know some sort of pain or all these things um, um i've been so, practicing osteopathy uh, yes and um and before that i was doing clinical massage work okay, for so that's for around 7 years 8 9 years before that too and so Really, I also what I'd love to share is that obviously I'm, I'm also since the pandemic I've been moving into the, the coaching space to be able to work on online with people's mental fitness, like I mentioned at the start of the of, of that too. So that's that's um, also my specialism is now moving to and doing less physical work and more um, wanting to help people so that they can really take control of their own health, not just rely on the therapy side of things. Mm-hmm. so um you know you help people in terms of uh, their mental health and you know how they should react to a situation and uh, you know is that that sort of you know coaching okay and um yeah just uh, you know a few more questions um let's say you know a, a person wants to sign up to the okay. uh, you know so coaching or i you know, the services that you are providing so, i don't know whether there's a, a, a way to it? give you a link to share but i can offer um the what I offer is um, an introductory charity mm-hmm. call where I call it the find your place in the world or strategy, strategy session. That's the reason why I offer that is because, it, again, it's just like with the osteopathy. Mm-hmm. It's like knowing whether it's something that's right for you. That's important. So that's why I offer that. And um, I, I, I've got links I can share. I don't um, I, I'm, I'm Rory Lemonade. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's lemon a i d or lemonade on 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 Facebook and Instagram mm-hmm. and LinkedIn. Got it. And my own my own website is lemonade dot x y z. Got it. I will put those uh, you know links in the uh, you know description of the episode. Um, just the topic in general. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's more of a question rather than a criticism. Uh, so they are asking how can the neuro di- neurodiversity perspective reconcile the value of striving for normal functioning okay. with the belief so that's the, the, in it's, um, embracing this is actually a good example and experience um, because it's a quite a long question and i and and because i can only using my my auditory processing mm-hmm. i'm actually finding it difficult to understand the yeah. question and that's because uh, i w- would be if I was with someone and I could mm-hmm. see their lips moving, I would get, I would understand the question. So if you could speak as clearly as possible um, and slowly, uh-huh. I will, I'll pick up, I'll pick it up. Got it. Uh-huh. Okay. So the question is essentially, uh, I will also try to shorten the question. Um, see, the question is about one thing, you know, in neurodiversity, right? In uh, Let's say uh, we are talking about neurodiversity. So the question here is very simple. That when let's uh, a, a person is striving for normal functioning, okay, but with the belief in embracing so neurodivergent traits and experience. Question. So 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 there's. I, um, I'm not quite sure about what the question mm-hmm. is saying. Sorry. No no issues no issues. We can. Neurodiversity explains sure, sure. or or, or sure. refers yeah. to. All human human mm-hmm. spectrum in which we re- learn, react, and respond to stimulus, and so mm-hmm. 
that can include what is seen as neurotypical in terms of how mm-hmm. it, people normally learn and their output and their input of their processing. And then there's the way through to more neurodivergent um, ways in which people learn, take in and give out information. And so neurodivergence is a particularly recognized mm-hmm. set of traits that can be seen as mm-hmm. particular, yeah, particular type of traits. So dyslexia, autism, these different traits behave in diff- uh, unknown, known different ways. But even that is just labels to show that it's more likely that they are like this. A lot of neuro- neurodivergence are finding out more and more that there's a lot of mix between the two and some some might have ADHD and autism some might be dyslexic and and autistic or or, or, or a number of them so yeah so we like to I like to say neurodiversity for neurodiverse is okay so it's probably a combination of uh, feeling you know, multiple things more unique than normal but it also includes normal <laughs> and and neurodivergent is to say that I is to say that I'm I'm, I'm, a, I'm more of a fixed way. Got it. <laughs> is that is actually recognized? Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, uh, you know, as a part of research, you know, for the podcast, you know, I just looked up in the Google. You know, I found your, um, you know, uh, I think clinic where you're practicing on Google Maps and everything, and I saw, you know, you do have, you know, pretty good reviews, um, you know, from uh, the patients. Um, you know, if you're okay with it, could you just uh, share a story or you know, uh, so, know how a doctor and patient relationship revolves in these be, kind of situations? Shall I talk about a particular coaching or a particular osteopathy? Because I'm more focusing on coaching at the moment, but it really me. Okay. Yes. So. Yes, coaching would be better. Um, lady, a lady came to me and. Was not sleeping well and had a um, since a basically uh, a, a difficult relationship she was going through. So there was a point where they were living in the same house, and so they were were sort of splitting up, but had you know, kids as well to deal with. So there was work on their mental fitness which is basically a a recognized foundational training program of seven weeks it's worked with really well with groups so it's with with group coaching and training around how to how to manage the mind become focused and and have mental clarity and also work on how to shift those negative patterns into something positive she was able to um Become non 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 reactive, less reactive. She was able to sleep better. She was able to um, stop the patterns of anxiety around what might happen, knowing that. Mm-hmm. No, because it's really about understanding it from a sage perspective, which is what I love to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. Understanding a sage perspective, which is to not be caught up in the challenge negatively, but to be able to understand how to know that that um, to let go of that story allows us to then deal with the challenge better and stay stress resilient. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. Um, so I had, um, you know, like just a few more questions. 
um you know like let's say uh, you know because we have a very wide variety of listeners that are tuning in to listen to this episode and let's say uh, there is a person who is not uh, let let's say he's just okay. a normal fun- normally functioning person I, you know like what would be your tips for them to just improve their you know quality of really about understanding again the mind here and here and so typically I, what i like to call the which uh, we train people in understanding how to recognize that negative emotions are like a bit like how pain works there's a, there's signals and they're there to tell us something so if i touch a hot stove mistake brain mm-hmm. places pain there immediately so that i can know that i've got my hand and i'm going to burn it if i don't take it away again yep and with negative emotions like fear um shame guilt mm-hmm. anger frustration some of them are more useful than others it depends on whether we're actually expelling them or not but if you can imagine that if we our, our human minds have forgotten to take mm-hmm. ourselves away from feeling like that so if you imagine if when you're feeling upset or of or, or guilty about something yes. or shameful or um just sad sad about something is that to ruminate on it to keep yourself going over that and feeling that mm-hmm. but just but going over the thoughts about it not necessarily feeling the emotion properly but just worrying about the worry mm-hmm. it's what like, ends up being worrying about the worry not actually about the worry itself or the root cause of the worry so with the worry of the worry mm-hmm. we are holding our hand on the stove that makes sense Yes, correct. So, uh-huh. Got it. I wouldn't say damage. So the, uh, I wouldn't say so damage, the, but I would uh, no, say the, that it just keeps the more keeps time the we are holding on to it, the more damage it's going to cause. That means to, that uh, uh, it's going to cause us, right? If you imagine that we've got muscles in the brain, like mm-hmm. like um for instance confidence can be a muscle to build, or feeling love can be a mm-hmm. can be a muscle to build upon. And so is sadness and worry. So if we are if we are feeling that and we believe that we mm-hmm. um should be feeling that for some reason and we just get more of it because it comes it becomes easier to go there so stress mm-hmm. yeah so overwhelm becomes easy and yeah. easier to become overwhelmed because it's a muscle yeah because we're concentrating stronger. on the wrong things of life so if we can go okay I stop put I put that down. I really focus on not thinking about that. Self-command. Got it. Using you know the mindfulness has come about recently mm-hmm. and you know in, in a lot in lot in health mm-hmm. um because of the pandemic and people wanting to manage their emotions and their anxieties and stuff. So so understanding mindfulness is the way to stop lifting those the worry muscles and to start lifting opposite the opposite more positive stuff more positive emotions and so so really if you think about the the signal is to signal is not to worry more the signal of worry is to command yourself from not feeling not thinking about mm-hmm. that anymore and then we start to work we can then then the coaching helps to start working on building the actual muscles of understand you know, confidence and and happiness and it's truly wanted to be worked on sure 
Okay, so I had one, you know, one more question for you. You know, what would you could you say it again, please? People who say that you know displaying emotion or showing emotion is for weak people. Yeah. So uh, the question is, oh. what would you say to those people? Very interesting that topic. <laughs> That's probably a whole. That could be a whole sh- podcast itself. Is for weak people, um, weak-minded people. Uh, yeah. So. Um, um, that's really interesting because <laughs> I, yes, how I see that, and this is just my, this is my, well, the way I see things is that as humans we are built to feel what others feel naturally. Mm-hmm. We are built with mm-hmm. um, mirror neurons in the brain. When we see someone struggling in a normal yes. brain, normal brain function would be to um, feel that. Mm-hmm. Without without taking awareness of whether it's useful or not, we would automatically do that, able to make sure that we are staying safe as a tribe. Yes, correct. And the thing is that in this mm-hmm. in this yes modern times, it's is is that that's not necessarily helpful because we're interacting with so many other people that are dealing with a lot mm-hmm. of stuff. And so. So to have empathy is very important because that neutralizes self-judgment and the judgment of others. Real, true empathy is a positive emotion, positive power that we have. When we, when we see something and have sympathy, we feel it. So sympathy isn't necessarily useful when it's negative emotions because then, then we're caught up in it. So, so if someone is expressing their emotions, you know, a kid... Mm-hmm. Kid is screaming, they're upset. Maybe they can't explain why, and and we're told to suppress the emotions. Um, that's that ends up being difficult for the the person, you know. So mm-hmm. so it's knowing how to express the emotions well, and also not get affected by other people's emotions. That's training. That's what I call the Jedi training. Of, of of our of ourselves as humans, which which is possible, it's all mental fitness work that can be worked on to help us to um, <laughs> choose when we want to be sympathetic. For instance, when it's positive, um, and be empathetic when it's mm-hmm. when it's when there's negative fear-based emotions, because then we can actually adapt and help the clear-headed focus. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. And um, do you think that today's technology and, you know, the way we consume content or, you know, the way we react to stuff instantly, you know, has some... Do you think it's caused by stress, ...contribution uh, to, uh, you know, the rise in mental illness or, you know, people dealing with a lot of trauma or stress? No, I'm saying because the way we are consuming content, you know, content, be it, uh, you know, music, video, uh, audio... You know any form of content because the way or the you know like at the pace that we are consuming content um, today, do you think it has what we what we are choosing um, you know, to absorb to you know, what our we believe is necessary or, or to absorb uh, from from content will be affecting our beliefs and reinforcing those things. So mm-hmm. so for sure, if there's a lot of information, we allow it to come in. Other people's opinions um, mm-hmm. and believe them or not believe them and, yeah. and try to actually, mm-hmm. if we're just affected by that, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, there's a really interesting correlation that I read once um, around um, uh, people self-expressing mm-hmm. themselves on social media, for instance, and seeing amazing skills. Like watching other people have amazing skills and amazing talents mm-hmm. all day, for instance, and install mm-hmm. the idea of perfectionism because yeah. it's taken that person years to develop that amazing skill. And if we're just watching it, we're staying still mm-hmm. whilst watching them do it. We're not actually in activity ourselves expressing the way we want to. It, and I'm not saying that it's not useful to absorb um, and see and be inspired by other people. When it's overly, overly done, so much information and seeing other people's opinions, not expressing our own opinion. And we're staying still whilst watching mm-hmm. it all. So our body gets affected yes. as well because if we're not moving all day or it counteracting the stillness, that can also affect us, right? Because the ex- moving, movement is clearing our bodies. But there's the stillness, there's the physical stillness, there's the impressed upon mm-hmm. by the... And then that affects our immune system. So there's this idea around perfectionism. Yes, I agree with you. Self-expression or lack of it and lack of movement. Uh-huh. And also it then affects the immune system. And then if I... Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I think I, I, I have a very good example for, you know, uh, as you said, the physical movement. Um, because, you know, uh, I see, you know, uh, if, if you just go into any office or any you know professional kind of scenario or even in personal lives you know when a person uh, is really involved in a phone call let's say he's really invested and you know they really have to work their brain like to in order to uh, you know talk and discuss a few things right those people really like to walk or pace walk uh, yes. and a walk or pace uh, very in in the in, in a very smaller area very important uh, just to get that, i think you know, that's one of the things that i came up for with the brain to lymphatic health exercise um, as well was to recognize the importance of counteracting the stillness so we can't avoid being still when we're doing things on technology mm-hmm. but what we can do is is see where how much we're staying still and how much we're moving in a day and counteracting it so for instance uh Mm-hmm. Our walk is the yeah. same as like the lymphatic system and the body to clear clear the the, the stress chemicals and the and the waste products that get created by the body. Clearing all of that, um, one hour walk or or a you know, ten minutes of uh, fifteen minutes of vigorous exercise can be equal. So it's like it's like um, looking at how fast you can move. Or slow you can move and making it longer mm-hmm. and slower or faster and shorter in terms of the body looking if we're looking at specifically at just the body and clearing it physically then yeah that's um, a very good point mm-hmm. correct so yeah because um you know even i you know talk on regular basis you know i go and uh, you know, appear as a guest on many podcasts and you know of course this is my podcast uh you know it is very hard for me to sit on you know, for 60 minutes or 90 minutes and just to talk because, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, talks like this that we're having currently requires a lot of, you know, like data processing in terms of, you know, what we're learning and, you know, what we have to uh, say and, you know, what we have to understand when that you know, amount yeah. of data or, you know, the conversation dwells into a deeper level. Uh, 
um you know even uh, me sitting down i find it very hard to you know stay zoned in you know stay concentrated mm. yeah it it's it's a very big issue for me uh, but you know because of the studio the way it is uh, set yes. i can uh, the best i can do is i can just stand up and you know talk so um yeah but i share, still you know end up training um, for the some kind of you know physical movement as well with my links because there's um that 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 they're designed to help people with sitting moving efficiently or staying still you know for you know mm-hmm. so yeah yeah okay great uh-huh that would be very helpful um you know uh even for me and for my listeners okay. you know because because most of us are you know working in co- concrete jungles where we are sitting in one place for at least 6 to 6 to 7 hours You know, amazing yeah well i can i can certainly put that um, link in you know so um, of course in the you are well um, you know like if you look up professional Lymph guidance jam and, you know, as well and, then as l y solutions would be very helpful for us j i m that's um what i do um to help those want that want to get moving a little bit but efficiently so they don't have much time they can just do 5 minutes or do 20 okay. minutes you know, and um and and the, the the idea behind that is not to focus on the problem again we're not going to try to fix anything it's just to see what's possible to help clear the body and fresh the emotions and refresh the mind mhm mhm got it yeah sure i will uh, you know i'll make sure to put those available links in the uh, you know episode description so that you know our listeners can also uh, yeah. take you know better benefits of this so yeah uh, rory it was very nice talking to you because uh this is a topic i think that that's not discussed enough out there um because it's probably not entertaining as you know kim kardashians maybe you know <laughs> so yeah. yeah it it was very enlightening to just to have a you know this brief chat with you of course because you have enough experience and you know you have enough knowledge where we could you know shoot five to six episodes i'm i'm pretty sure about that <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah it was very nice talking to you um, because well, you. you were very precise It's kind of like afraid to, to I was kind of afraid to speak up and communicate thank my you, ideas so properly because see um, you know and I from uh-huh. the mental exhaustion and illness that the diagnosis of dyslexia gave me relief um that I, that I was like you know really craving mm-hmm. I could relax and be me in social situations but really mm-hmm. um at that point I could start start to choose not to get frustrated uh, and it felt like that time the sky was the limit mm-hmm. um now today i feel that there are no limits because we create and to, to, to create and build a life of of, mm-hmm. of dreams it's really about you know go i mm-hmm. went from the fear of fear of the fear of um you know not being smart enough or rejection to using my voice and i created a 21 mm-hmm. day summit in november rolling and interviewing expert speakers guiding all the conversations and becoming the expert facilitating that commu- that clear communication mm-hmm. so it, you know what's possible to change mm-hmm. in the brain for me at least i i come from that place of understanding that myself 
Um, and so when I, I believe that when you combine mm -hmm. the power of self-expression with the power of unrestricted neurodiverse thinking, so the, we can and we can access the power of the unique learning ability within us. There are no limits. Mm -hmm. There are no limits to what we can do and no limits to what who we can be. Mm -hmm. Where you know, and there's no limits to what we can achieve. There are no limits. Mm -hmm. Got it. So yeah, I think you have uh, you know summarized this podcast very perfectly in the last what two three minutes of uh, our you know uh, chat. Um, yeah. So it was very nice talking to you. Hopefully, you know, I will have you once more on the podcast in the future somewhere um, so that, you know, we can, uh, you know, uh, talk even more, uh, go into more depth. And also, uh, you know, of course, you can share more valuable information with us, um, you know, because, uh, you know, the country I come from, India, you know, here mental health and, you know, uh, these sort of issues are still very fresh you know they're still uh, you know being worked on and um, you know there are many uh, awareness campaigns and there are many you know psychiatrists and you know people who have suffered you know mental issues you know they are they have almost you know sacrificed their lives and you know they have mm -hmm. gone through a life of mission where you know they have made sure you know to uh, you know spread awareness as much as they could you know so i think these type of conversations are very important because you know it might not be entertaining it might not be funny it might not be you know sarcastic but you know it's like the building block of life where yeah you know, like a person with very any, well said you know you. a given mental Ish, issues should all, also all have could, a similar quality of life that, when you compare it to a, um, you know a, a normal functioning you know, person it's really about looking at what what's best of traditional ideas around men, um, medicine um, and, and healing and, and health care and also taking into account what is possible from or new as well and taking to, you know mm -hmm. it, it is that we are different from where we were at in, in the past um, but some of the old, oldest older practices there was some really really good stuff in there and and still really can help and, and it's, but yeah the mind mental fitness work is just for me really that's new you know that's new because it's really about you know, we grew up with our minds uh, as humans growing up really quickly suddenly what's to think about and actually now we now we get to um you know retrain that that that, that new mind back to the body yeah mm-hmm Mm -hmm. so this is the end of the episode guys thank you very much for again you know getting through the show and hope to entertain you and you know keep you knowledgeable in the long term see you in the next episode thank you very much facebook and instagram yeah you know, sure this helps that, us yeah. support and i'll send our you guests my link and you know helps them as all of the all the different um, things you know, on there has the booking link for my motivated free strategy session things. it also so, has the lymph yeah, jam playlist and it has all my social medias on there mm -hmm. yeah sure sure, mm -hmm. sure. um uh, you you kindly uh, share it with me um so that i will just make sure that uh, uh you know i'm going to uh, put that